This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I sit down with a woman who shares the story of the toxic relationship that she didn't realize she was in, despite all of the warning signs. We hear about why she ignored these red flags and why she was in denial of what was really happening, what she wishes she would have done differently, and the shocking situation unrelated to her that ultimately led to their breakup. This episode may be triggering to those with sensitivities surrounding sexual assault. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to mindsetwellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date, and use code Seeing Other People at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. I'm anonymous, <laughs> but... I am 22 years old. I live in Canada and I've gone through some pretty traumatic breakups. So we're, we're probably going to get into it, but I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you here. And I want to dive into some of like your past relationships and, and the breakups, but specifically what happened in those relationships that led to the breakups, because it, it seems like these weren't just like, okay, like you dated and everything was fine, but you weren't really feeling it anymore. Like things yeah. happened. Things happened. Yes. Things Long story short, things happened. <laughs> things happened. And okay. So let's start with, I think your most recent ex. So real quick, setting the stage, what is your relationship status now? So I'm currently dating. I've been with my boyfriend now for almost two years. We're in a great relationship. We're actually in a long distance relationship, which is something that I never thought that I would be in, like a situation I never thought I'd be in, but we're great. We have an amazing relationship and I honestly think I'm going to be with him for the rest of my life. So oh, I yeah, love how things that. have changed. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So 
it we're that's where we're at now. So let's back yeah. up however many years to this one specific relationship that we're going to focus in on. Um, tell me about this person you were dating and how it started and what your relationship was like. Yeah. So I, it all started back when I was graduating high school and the person that I started dating, he was currently in university, like at that time, sorry. Um, so I was a couple years younger than him and he was going to the school and playing the sport that I was going to go play at, like the sport I was going to play at, at the school I was going to go to, if that makes any sense. He was already there and a couple years older. So we connected through the sport that I was playing and yeah, we just started talking and I guess there was something about him that seemed kind of like a high status. You know, he was a really good player on the team. He was well-known in the community. Um, for being such a good athlete kind of thing. And there's something about that when you're like in grade 12 and you're dating someone who's in university and is pretty, you know, is like a well-known jock, you know, there's a status there with that, that I felt kind of good about. And he would, he came to my prom and everything. So you just probably started... fell on top of the world. Exactly. I was like, yeah. here I am. And I, at the time, I'm like from a small town. And here's this guy who's like a star on this team that is like nationally well-known. And he's coming to my prom and dating me. And I felt really good. Let's just say I felt really good. And that was the beginning of our relationship. We started um, dating my final couple months of grade 12. And then we dated for a couple of years, but early on, I mean, that's the thing is I look back on it and I was just so young that all of the signs, I didn't really even notice that they were signed. They were just like, okay, he's older. And like, I, I was kind of in like a la la land in my head. Like I'm dating this guy. I don't really know at the time if I really saw a future or what that even looked like going back when I was like 18, thinking about my mindset then versus now I'm like, <laughs> You know, looking for a husband was very different at the time. I think I was just dating, but I fell pretty hard because I don't really know why I fell so hard. Thinking back on it, I think I held on to like I keep talking about having that status of having mm -hmm. this high, high profile, whatever it may be, like boyfriend. I think I really held on to that and I liked how he made me look kind of thing, which is thinking like looking at the situation now, he made me look like shit so right. but at the time he made me you know we were this power couple we were playing like a varsity sport and we were pretty good at it at the same school and we were you know just like a power couple and I just kind of took that and ran with it and just ignored a bunch of signs early on yeah it was like who wouldn't want that and like why would you ever try and rock the boat when you have this great thing going exactly but what were some of those signs that maybe at the time you didn't think anything of it, but now you're like, Oh, that's, there's a flag. There's a flag. Like oh, ding, ding, ding. I should have, I should have sat with this and thought about this rather than just shrugging it off. Well, that's the thing is I would be lying if I said I just shrugged it off. They, those red flags definitely just like sat in the back of my mind and I wasn't very open with talking with my friends about them. I would literally just tell like my, my one best friend who was my roommate in residence first year. And I wouldn't tell any of my other friends. And looking back, like that alone is a red flag. If you feel like you can't be like open because you're worried what they're going to say, they're going to tell you to break up with him. Like there's a reason why your friends would be giving you this advice saying like, he's probably a bad guy. Um, so yeah, some of the red flags, 
very obvious and you're probably gonna be like, what the hell were you thinking? But residence first year, he would stay with me a lot because he was actually from the city where I went to school. So he would like stay with me instead of just staying at home a lot of the times. And there'd be moments of the night where I would just wake up and he'd be gone. It'd be 2 a.m. and he wouldn't be next to me in bed. His shoes would be gone. Wallet would be gone. I'm like, okay, maybe he's just in the bathroom. Look in the bathroom. He's not there. I'm texting him, texting him, texting him. No answer. No nothing. And it's like 2 a.m. We both have practice in the morning. I'm like, where where could you be on a Tuesday night at 2 a.m.? It does, just doesn't make any sense. But once again, I just kind of believed all the lies. Like he would message me and be like, oh, I was just going for a drive with a buddy and we just got some snacks or something. I'm like, okay, you didn't want to wake me up or just let me, right? Like so random. And I was like, okay. Right. I just believed it. Or I guess I tried to convince myself that it was true or I didn't even want to think about the possibilities of what could potentially be happening or just like another big one. (laughs) This is a red flag. And I, this used to trigger me for so long, even after we broke up is I would get a DM. Um, it was like a DM request, like a message request. You guys definitely know where this is going, but even just getting that notification would shock me to my core. I could feel it like in the pit of my stomach. I'd be like, Oh, I already know what this is. And I swear I got them on the weekly kind of thing. It'd be a message. It'd be like, Hey girl, are you still dating? So-and-so, um, we kind of like slept together last weekend. And I was just like, there's something about it where I never believed the girl, which is horrible. And I try to think about why, but I was so blinded at that point that I blamed the girl. I'm like, you're lying. You're just trying to break us up. I would literally make the girl describe what his bedroom looks like like where oh his dresser is and what his color of his walls are. And they everything would line up. Yet in my mind, I'm like, no, they're just trying to break us. I'm like, what is happening? Why am I doing this? But it was so interesting because what people don't realize sometimes is the guy can be so good to you when you're with him and like treat you like a princess and literally like buy you gifts, which is another red flag Like he would buy me all of my camera gear, random like shoes all the time, like take me out for dinner, which I mean, that's not random, but just like giving gifts all the time for no reason, which I'm now realizing is a red flag because that kind of just like helps make him feel less guilty for what he did to me um, and kind of like put a bandaid on it. But yeah, they would be so nice to you and that's what made me realize like, how could he ever do this to me? Like he would say he loved me all the time and be so like literally treat me like an angel. So in my mind, I couldn't process that these things were actually happening when really there were very like obvious red signs being like blinking at me saying, girl, what are you doing? And I stayed in it for way too long, partially because of the status thing, partially because I didn't know what would happen if we did break up. And he was my first ever like long term like public relationship. And I didn't really know what would happen. I couldn't, I didn't know how to break up with him. Yeah. And I, I really do get where you're coming from and I get what you mean where it's like somebody could be so good to you 
and yeah. do everything and say everything. So then when anything comes into play that questions their character or questions their judgment or your relationship, it's like, no, that couldn't possibly be true. Even if, even if in the back of your mind, you're like, this is probably true. That's yeah. like, that's 10% of your mind. It's yeah. far, far, far back. And there's 90% of your brain saying, no, like, no, 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 this person's out to get me. Like, there's no way he is so good to me. She's amazing to me, like whoever it is. And we don't want to believe that this person that we love who says that they love us could possibly do something to hurt us like that. And, and yeah, I mean, I think for someone who's never been through it, it sounds like it, it sounds like maybe like you or I are, we're just like stupid or naive to let yeah. somebody do that to us. But I think when you're in it, it's so different and you can't see clearly and you want to believe that that love is real. So anything that threatens that is exactly that a threat that you have to get rid of, or you have to push away or ignore. Um, Did you ever tell any of your friends or did you ever tell him that you were getting these messages? I don't remember telling him any of my friends. Like I said before, I was embarrassed by it and I knew how they would react And I didn't want to kind of come to terms with the fact that it's actually happening. So I, I don't think I ever told any of my friends. I just kind of shrugged it off in that way, but I would confront him a few times. I'd be like, Hey, like, do you know this girl or something? But I, this sounds so twisted, but I didn't want him to get angry, (laughs) which I'm like, what? And he never really got angry, but he would almost basically like gaslight me into thinking like, how do you not trust me? How do you not like believe me over this random girl? Like she's just trying to break us up or something. And it's interesting because he was like, like I said, a pretty high profile jock in the city that we were living in and well known for his sport. And I would see a lot of girls whenever we did go out together, like, like flopping onto him and like trying to get with him. So like the idea of girls like pushing themselves onto him wasn't something new. So I just kind of believed it when really these girls like they're just trying to look out for me right wow okay so that stuff happened was there anything else that was like really questionable or or alarming or like scary that happened yeah yeah we you want to get into the pills here (laughs) let's get into it (laughs) um so it's oh god this is this is really bad and I am kind of embarrassed even by like saying this story but I'm realizing now that younger me like had no idea. I was so blinded by love, but okay. So long story short, my boyfriend cheated on me. Oh, shocker. Um, and he he got chlamydia and therefore gave me chlamydia. Oh, amazing. Um, it's okay. It happens to the best of us, but yeah. And he obviously never told me that he got chlamydia from somebody else. So what happened was I believe the timing was kind of weird. And I really wish I remember more details on this story, but I was either sick or had strep throat or something along those lines. And my boyfriend at the time was like, oh, it's okay. I'll go get your meds for you, which I'm like, I don't think you can pick up someone else's prescription even. Like, I don't know how that even works. But I was like, oh, okay, he's just trying to be nice, like trying to save me some time. And he went and got my prescription, which was 
basically the medication for chlamydia and gave it to me. And my dumbass didn't even look at the packaging or he didn't even give me the packaging. He just gave me like the pill to take or pills to take. I don't, I don't really remember all of the details are a little spotty, but moral of the story, he gave it to me and it was the med for like chlamydia. And I had no idea. I thought it was for my strep or some other sickness that I was going through at that time. And the only reason I found out was because my teammate was also dating slash seeing someone that was on his team, my boyfriend's team. And she said at that time that the guy that she was seeing told her that, oh yeah, like one of the guys on my team gave his girlfriend a pill for chlamydia and she had no idea. Like she thought it was something else. Yeah. So I found out like literally years later, like years later, my friend who's actually one of my roommates, she told me this and I was like, wait, I actually remember a time and I think that girl was me. And she was like, wait, no. And I'm like, yes, I can 100% think back to a time, which is, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's something about that seems illegal. (laughs) Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. I also yeah. think I don't think chlamydia. You can't just like walk up to a counter, or you can't walk up to an aisle and get chlamydia pills. Like I don't no. understand how he got this prescription for you in the first place. It's like he had a I guess maybe he got it for himself or something. But and the fact that he like told his teammates that this is something that he was doing is crazy. Oh my goodness! And this just goes into like culture for male athletes. Like the team that I'm talking to, like about, is so corrupt and messed up. Every single guy on that team that has a girlfriend is cheating on them. And I am convinced and they talk about it and it's like pushed. And if you have a girlfriend going into this, like you are going to be coerced to cheat on her. It is, it's a messed up culture. Yeah, no, that is wild to me. And I, I actually had an unfiltered guest before who was a college athlete and he did basically the same thing not not the chlamydia pills but he said it like turned him into a player like he had to always be going for the next girl and the next girl even if he there was someone he really liked like he couldn't just be with that person because he felt this pressure to be a fuck boy basically because of it yeah 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 it's so messed up and I think because my current boyfriend who I'm currently dating he was a college athlete as well and I talked to him a lot about this I'm like was this the vibe on your team too. But he was like, absolutely not, which I mean, he's an angel, but he said when he was a veteran on the team and a leader, he literally put his foot down and he had like a meeting at the beginning of the year, basically saying like, if we hear in the locker room that this bullshit is happening, like I'm putting my foot down and it's not going to be allowed. Like I'm going to be somehow going to limit your minutes and you don't have control over that kind of thing. Like saying that we're going to respect women here. And I'm like, oh, I just love you so much. (laughs) Refreshing. (laughs) Yeah, right? But I think that's the thing is when you go on to a team, you kind of look at your vets. And I mean, the school I go to, we're not allowed to do like any type of hazing or anything for the rookies coming in. But you obviously just want to follow in their footsteps. And if they think is this something is cool, then you're just going to do it as well. And obviously, like eventually it just becomes part of the culture and a no brainer. Like, oh, you're on the team. This is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that you said vets because before watching cheer, I would have thought that that meant like alumni. And oh. now after watching cheer, I know that means like the people who have already like been there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I shouldn't really be using the lingo, but whatever lingo. I don't no. even fucking know what it we is. We good. We good. Um, okay. So back to the, to the relationship, obviously like, okay, the, the, the DMs thing happened, the cheating thing happened, the chlamydia pills happened, which 
holy shit. Um, not over that. That's going to take a while to, to really come to terms with, <laughs> yeah. as I'm sure it did for you once you realized that it was you. Yeah. But um, what happened? Because obviously you didn't know that this pill swap was happening. So what how long did this relationship continue on for and what ultimately clearly you're not with this person anymore? Like what ultimately ended up happening? Yeah. So going back to like the pill swap thing that probably happened, like I said, when I was a rookie, which was a year or so into our relationship and we only dated for around like two years. So it was coming time to when we were almost done, but I had no intentions of breaking up with him, which is messed up. So what happened to us, like basically forced us to break up, I'm thankful for, which when I explain, it's going to sound kind of messed up, but I'm thankful for in the sense of like my life and where I was going because I knew, like I know even now, like I did not have the willpower or strength to leave him. And I don't know why. I think maybe if we would have gone on for a little bit longer, maybe I would have grown up a little bit, but it was so hard when I'm in it. But anyway, so what happened is basically... Um, he was going to be going pro in somewhere in Europe and he was talking with his agent about potentially going over and playing pro. And around this time he hadn't finished his degree or anything like that. He was just going to leave, which would be super abrupt. Like, why wouldn't you just finish your time at school? Um, and he was very stressed out. It was like probably a month and it, it was around like the April, like time, like the end of school school for university and he was super stressed out and just very off like I he would still be doing the thing where he would get up and like at 2 a.m and just leave and I would wake up and he'd be gone I had no idea where he was and that's scary very scary and I knew that he had like drinking problems um for example this is another red flag here we go um I'd roll over and it'd be like a Monday night and it'd be 3 a.m and he'd be drinking out of a Sprite bottle but I can smell like tequila like you're drinking you have practice at 8 a.m in the the morning what is happening oh my gosh there's actually a really funny story which we can get into but um (laughs) we can get into it but it's a little off topic um but anyways so Yeah, how we broke up. So he was super stressed out, month of April. And I thought it was just because he's, you know, working with this agent trying to go overseas, which is like a stressful time. You're, you know, there's change happening. You're trying to get the best contract, whatever. And then one day, and at the time I was working at Starbucks, and one day I was at the bar, like being a barista, whatever, and someone came out and be like, hey, like your phone's going off in the back nonstop. It's been going off for hours. Can you just go check it quick? And I'm like, okay, I go. And I literally have, I want to say thousands, but it seemed like thousands, like so many missed calls, so many messages, like emails. I'm like, what is happening right now? From I, him? No, from rent, no. like everyone, everyone I know. And this oh is where God. the story takes a bit of a turn. Um, so I pick it up and I start looking at it and I find out that my boyfriend got arrested. <laughs> um, for sexual assault. Oh um so I yeah, I was like, oh that's super weird. What is happening right now? And I, you know, obviously asked to like get the rest of the day off work and I went home and just kind of like tried to figure it out. And that entire day I was getting calls from reporters being like, hey, you're his girlfriend. Can you speak on this? I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. Like, where is he? <laughs> Were you okay? Like, I obviously you're so removed from the situation now, like, you yeah. can speak so like easily about it, but like, 
what what was that day like feeling? Were you like crying? Were you like denying it? Like, how did you actually feel going through this? Because I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah, I was emails. a thousand. I was denying it. I'm like, there's no way this is true. Like, obviously he's arrested. Like he was currently sitting in like a holding cell. Like, I don't think someone came to get him yet. So I had no way of talking to him. And I like, I had no idea. I had so many questions. I was obviously afraid. But at the time I was like, there's no way this is true. There's no way he could have done this to someone, let alone like, you know, cheat on me, heaven forbid. But he was definitely cheating on me, moral story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, it took a couple of days because him and I just didn't talk and I didn't think that was weird. Well, it was just a weird time frame of my life. Like, you know, my boyfriend who I couldn't communicate with for some reason was literally just arrested for like sexually assaulting somebody. You weren't going to be his one phone call to bail him out. <laughs> right. I, and at the, I mean, I have, I have no idea. So anyways, I get called in to my school and my coaches have a chat with me and they're like, Hey, look, this happened. Obviously I'm like, yeah, no kidding. I got all the emails. Um, and we really do not think that you should be staying with him. Basically giving me like relationship advice, which I think that's where it kind of crosses the line a little bit between like coach and player relationship. But throughout the year, they've had constant meetings with me saying like, he's cheating on you. He's cheating on you. And I told them like, they're lying. Like they're oh, just wow. trying to break That's us up. That's interesting. Right. Because he was, ugh, this dumbass was cheating on me inside of like varsity, like with other, like people who play other sports for my school. So of course everyone's going to find out. Um, but yeah, so they and, basically like wait, forced but, us to break but up. But hearing, hearing that from like your coaches, obviously like the girls in the DMs is a different story. Like hearing that from your coaches and I get it, like you were so deep in it, but why do you think you were so quick to say like, no, like they're trying to break us up too? I know. Oh, it's so horrible. I mean, looking back, they're just looking out for me. Like they don't give a shit right. about him. They realize that he's a piece of garbage and he's doing whatever he wants to do like they're looking out for me especially since I had a bunch of eligibility left like they want me to obviously still play and be on the team and be in the right headspace to be able to perform so I don't know why anytime anyone confronted me with something that happened with him I went straight into denial I just was like there's no way because and I kind of will take this back to him being so good to me like I was like, he was so good to me. Never laid a hand on me. I mean, yes, the drinking, the leaving at like 2 a.m. So sus, the messages, the even like pictures on his phone I would find and he would lie and say that his buddy sent them to him. But it was like his comforter. Like it, you mm -hmm. obviously took that picture and it said it was recently. So whatever. I just, he was so good to me. So I was like, there's no way. It's almost like he has two personalities. Like there's no way he could do this. You know, I was convinced that he was better than that, but I guess, was there anything that anyone could have said that you think would have like shaken you and, and made you realize or no? At the time, I honestly don't think so, which is why I say like what happened was good for me and like me being able to like have that separation because we were literally forced to break up. Like my parents were like, I mean, at the time I was like 19, 20, they were like, you cannot see him. Like we literally forbid you to see him. Um, so I was forced to break up 
and I, I'm pretty sure we still like talked after that, which is ridiculous. Like I still texted him and made sure he was okay, and which is so stupid. But I think, no, I wouldn't have been able to break up with him without that situation happening. Yeah. And that I asked that because a lot of times people will reach out to me and say, like, my friend is in a really toxic situation. Like, what do I do? Because obviously sometimes it's like, like the whole shoot the messenger concept. Like if I know yeah. that, that your boyfriend is cheating on you and I say to you, like, Hey, anonymous, I love you, but I need to tell you this thing because I care about you. Like you're going to be mad at me and you're always going to associate it with me. Yeah. And that's the really dark truth of the situation. And so sometimes I think the best thing you can do is kind of approach your friend and be like, Hey, like how have things been going with this person and and kind of hear where they're coming from. Cause you know, maybe your friend does kind of see it, but is afraid to like openly admit it. So if you give yeah. them like a safe space to do that, it could help. But then you say like, okay, like I'm glad to hear that you're happy. Like, I feel like from, from the outside looking in, it looks like X, Y, Z thing, but I just want to know that like, if anything does end up happening like that, or if anything is going on that you don't really want to talk about, like, I am here for you and I will mm -hmm. always be here for you. And unfortunately, sometimes that's the only thing you can say, but I know how hard it is to watch our friends go through stuff. And I mean, I've been on both sides of it. I've been yeah. in person going through it, ignoring every single thing that my friends are coming to me with. And I've been in person who's seen my friends go through it and not knowing what to do. Yeah. And it's tough because I don't know whether the right answer is to help push them towards breaking up and be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? This guy, you know, like, cause when they're in it, they're so blinded by it. Or yeah. if it's like you, what you said, like be like, let them open up with you. And then you just be someone like be an open ear. I don't know which is best. And I think it might be different for every situation, depending on, you know, your personality and stuff. Like for me, I like the status of our relationship. So anything that would kind of hinder that I never wanted to open up about, but I actually had a friend within the past year who went through a breakup where he was cheating on her. And she talked to me about it all the time. And my answer was the same thing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Which is, I think what she wanted, like what she needed to hear. She just needed reassurance to be like, okay, yeah, breaking up with him is the right thing. So I think it might just depend on the situation and who your friend is. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So back to, yeah. So your coaches sat you down and said this and, and they essentially forced you to break up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was just, it was a really weird time at the time I was quitting the sport that I was playing because of everything that was happening. And it was just a really weird time. But yeah, we broke up and we started talking for a bit. Oh my goodness, this is messed up too. So the whole story is kind of messed up, but <laughs> we didn't talk or we went back to talking, did talk. Like I would just check up on him. That's what I'll say is I'll, I just checked up on him every now and then making sure he was okay. But I was like still angry at what happened. And I knew there was no chance we were going to ever get back together, but I was still, you know, I cared about him. It, it took a long time for me to kind of get over the fact that he acted the way he acted and it's not like the denial eventually just wore off. And I was like, okay, everything that happened happened and is true. But I made this TikTok basically exposing him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a way that I cope. I like make humor of something or I, um, try to get attention, which sounds kind of stupid, but I thought like, oh yeah, this TikTok, it's going to blow up and they're all going to look at him and look how shitty he is and like basically pity me, which is dumb looking back on it, but I was younger, so that's okay. Um, so yeah, I made this TikTok that eventually got taken down, but 
it was basically it being like, oh, our relationship was so good, but this is what happened. Look how like twisted he is kind of thing. And the amount of messages I got from his friends who were girls, they messaged me basically like threatening me, saying like, take down the video, like you stupid bitch, you low life, you're just trying to get attention, just like coming for my throat. And I was like, Whoa. how could you be taking this man's side? Like, yes, you may be his friend, but like woman to woman here, like, let's be honest, like, how can you come from my throat? For making a video. I, I'm actually shocked. I thought, I thought you were going to be like, everyone was on my side and, and like, no. you were so supportive of me coming out like that. That's really crazy, especially after how public it was that he was arrested for sexual assault, that everybody yeah. knew he was cheating on you with other people, like within the sport, within the athletic community, like for people to then like for you to actually do something about it, like whether the intention was to get attention or the intention was to like get it out there and whatever it was for you to actually like kind of finally say your piece mm -hmm. and for people to turn around on you and be like, fuck you, fuck this, like take, get rid of this now Yeah, is that, that, that's really scary and a lot. Right? And I'm sorry. Thank you. It's okay. I'm kind of over it, but like, obviously I'm over it, but it's just tough because it made me question like how I felt or like where I was in the story. Like as much as I'm the victim, like I'm not, I didn't get sexually assaulted by him, but he, we had this relationship and he like blew it up basically. Mm -hmm. And like now I feel like the bad person and the villain for exposing that. That's kind of how I felt in the moment. And Long story short, too, like he went on to trial in court and like they found him not guilty, which is so messed up. And I remember hearing that like he was let off basically. And I was so mad because that's when I realized like not that moment, but I realized, you know, through time, like he could have very well have done this. Like he probably did. Yet people are still looking at him as, you know, he has such a great life ahead of him. Like, why should this hinder him? I'm like, what about the girl? You know? And yeah. I feel like shit because I feel like as someone who had a public relationship with him, I should have or could have said something that might've helped expose him more, you know? Um, but it's just, it like, it's just so messed up. Like why can't, I mean, I, it's tough. Cause I've never been a victim of sexual assault. So I feel like I shouldn't really necessarily like touch on this because I've never, you know, been in that position, but it's just so messed up seeing how it all played out and seeing what status he had and how that impacted the trial. Like that should have no say like what there was literally evidence, you know? Yeah. And that plus, you know, this was one person who came forward who knows like if, if it was just that one or if there were so many yeah. others, like we know how quick he was to be unfaithful to you and to do manipulative and probably illegal things to you, like with the chlamydia pills. So like who knows what else he was capable of and what else he did. But also with that status, I'm sure if, if it were, if it happened to anyone else too, I'm sure they were really afraid to come forward. Exactly. And now anyone who, I guess, now he can get away with it. He knows he can get away with it. He knows he can get away with it. And everyone else is scared to come up, up like come forward yeah. with anything because they're like, oh, like it'll end yeah. just the way that ended, which is 
fucked up. And I hope. Yeah. I don't know. He's not a good guy. Yeah. Well, moving forward, because obviously now you are in this like really wonderful, healthy relationship. What was that process like of like getting back out there and meeting people? And, you know, I'm sure it was difficult because you like I feel like after that happened, like some a similar situation happened to me, like I questioned my judgment. I didn't know yeah. if I could trust myself and you don't know who you can trust. So like how was dating for you and how did you end up meeting this amazing person that you're now in a great relationship with? Yeah. So like anyone would going through a breakup, I went blonde. <laughs> I, I cut off all my hair, went blonde. Um, <laughs> but dating at the time, I'm very much so like a relationship gal. Like I've always kind of had something going on with someone. I was, I'm, I've never really necessarily been single for a long period of time. So I just kind of, I had a fun summer. Let's just say that I just, you know, went around, messed around a bit. It was fun. Um, but I knew that I didn't really want to get into a relationship right away in any way. Like I never really like had an interest of getting connected with somebody else because I just knew like, not that I didn't wouldn't trust people. It's just like, that wasn't a priority for me. It was like, Hey, this happened to me. I'm single now. Like let's live my single life in university when I can. Um, but I was eventually like talking to this one guy for a while. And I always verbalized, like, I do not want to date. And I don't know if that's because he didn't have characteristics that I would necessarily want to like see, or he didn't have characteristics of someone who I'd see myself dating for a long period of time. I don't know if that's the case, or it was just like, I don't want to date because I'm not ready. And I don't want to be in a relationship. Right. Um. So I, yeah, I it's tough because I don't really think that it necessarily made an impact on my dating life like consciously like I don't think I realized even now that it did or if it didn't I don't really remember it having a big impact um because I just didn't trust guys and that was just kind of it you know and I I wasn't dating so I couldn't like be trying to date and be like okay I don't trust this person you know what I mean I just it wasn't in my right headspace to be dating but eventually I found my current boyfriend and we started talking through Snapchat, actually, which I mean, probably red flag, but whatever. He Yay. he was kind of from like the diff- different. like a different side of the country. Um, Two years ago, <laughs> right? I was younger, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, we started Snapchatting, but like Snapchat, like messaging, yeah. and. I didn't, I, I caught feelings super quickly, which is probably a problem of mine. Like if this person has like ticks the boxes from like surface level, then I'm like, I'm just going to want more of them. So he, you know, is super handsome, tall, athletic, incredibly smart, like an engineer is in like getting his master's in business, like has goals is like, comes from a really good family, you know, like all those things that I was like, okay, like things are looking good. Mm -hmm. But I actually remember early on us messaging back and forth and me almost being very blunt and clear being like, Hey, look, I like you. It seems like you like me. We've had a few FaceTime calls. Like we're working on this, whatever this may be, because this was actually the beginning of the pandemic and we were on opposite sides of the country. So I didn't know where this was going to go, but I knew that if I kept talking to him, I was going to like him. So instead of just playing games, which I was over the games at that point, you know, I've done the games I've done, you know, 
trying to figure out what you're thinking, just be clear with me. Like, I like you. What do you want out of this? And I think it's interesting because I bring it up to him now and he was like, honestly, that made me like you even more because so many girls, like they don't don't do that. No, people don't like just say what's on their mind. And every conversation's I've ever had where I just said what's on my mind, I feel so much better after. Yes, the outcome might not be what I wanted all the time, but I feel so much better. I feel relieved. I'm like, okay, I got that off my chest. And look at this. Like my boyfriend's saying like he appreciated that I just came straight forward and just like said was on my mind because he was like, that made it seem like you're confident, you know what you want and you weren't willing to like, or I guess you're willing to say it. Yeah. And I'm sure also getting that, seeing how he reacted to it at first, but then later hearing what he thought of you doing that also empowers you to be, to continue to communicate like that and continue to be upfront and speak what's on your mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, a majority of our relationship has been long distance. So communication is literally the only thing we have when Mm -hmm. he's across the ocean. So I think our communication is really, really like, it's exactly what I needed to be or wanted to be. And he's very honest and I don't know there's something about it that I can just tell like he's genuine like he's not lying he's not just like I don't know there's like looking back on how my current boyfriend reacts to things that I bring up versus my previous boyfriend my previous boyfriend gaslit me would like make me feel weird for bringing it up would basically say like why don't you trust me instead of addressing it whereas my current boyfriend is like okay, like here is what you're addressing, like helps answer the question and like basically comforts me and be like, and is like, not why do you feel this way in a sense, like, why don't you trust me? But like, like talk to me about this so we can work through it kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having that comparison and seeing how much, not even like seeing how much healthier one is versus the other, but seeing just on, on like a very basic level, like how much better you feel about it. Yeah. And like that is the biggest difference. It's like, you should never feel afraid to bring something up to your partner. You should never feel like you have to walk on eggshells around your partner or like you have to hide a certain emotion that you're having from your partner because you're afraid of how they'll react to it. Or you don't think they're going to be receptive to it. But that's something that sometimes we're so blinded by everything else that they're doing that we don't see that that's a problem. And we're just like, Oh, well, but like, I don't want to upset them. Like, you know, it's not worth bringing up or yeah. we make it, we make the problem less of a problem in our minds, even though it's a really big problem. And the more you don't bring stuff like that up, the worse it gets, the worse it gets. And like, if you have doubt or you're worried about something like it's just going to get worse if you keep it inside. And like you were saying, like you should feel comfortable to be able to, have these conversations with your partner. Like you shouldn't have to feel like you're hindering them just by bringing it up. And if they make you Mm. feel that way, then, you know, you got to start, you got to start thinking on that. Yeah. Like, again, like you just said the word partner, like they're your partner. You're supposed to be partners. It's a partnership. It's a relationship. It's the two of you together and you have to be able to communicate. And I think that's also amazing that like, even though you're in this like really long distance situation, it's the communication is the driving factor for why it works. And because you went from maybe a situation where you couldn't communicate that much, you realized how much you needed open communication. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I don't necessarily think I'm the best communicator all the time. I just like to keep things really light and fluffy and fun 
obviously thinking back, that's what I did in my previous relationship. I like wouldn't bring things up because I was afraid of how he reacted. But with my current boyfriend, like he almost pushes me to like have those conversations. Like, okay, go dig deeper. Like, why are you feeling this way? Or like, I'm like, oh, I had a shit day. This and this, this happened. He goes, okay, like, why do you feel that way? Do you want to talk about it? And like, just helps me talk through things, which is so something that I look for in a partner, you know, someone who can like help me better myself. And like, I genuinely feel like I've grown since starting dating him because he's helped me like realize more things about myself. Whereas before, I think I was just trying to like cater who I was to who I was dating. Whereas my current boyfriend is helping me like realize who I am and not just like his girlfriend, you know? Yeah. And and that's beautiful. And I, I love that piece that you just added. Like your job isn't to just be his girlfriend. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because like I said, I'm a relationship girl and I feel like every relationship I was kind of in, I was kind of morphing myself to who I was dating and even starting my relationship with my current boyfriend. I kind of, you know, did that. Like I wasn't into on a surface level. I wasn't into Harry Potter and I became a nerd for Harry Potter, you know, something along those lines, but <laughs> haven't we all done that for a guy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, your partner should be able to some be someone who can like help you learn more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I I can't imagine what it was like really going through that. Um, but I'm really like, it's inspiring to see how much you've grown from it and how much hindsight you have and how you've taken that experience and and really turned it around to help like better yourself and, and be a better, stronger person. Okay, before I let you go, I have one last question. You know, for anyone listening or for anyone listening who has who this episode has reminded them of a friend and they're going to send this episode to that friend, what advice do you have for anyone who might be in a situation right now similar to the one that you were in? I would say, and this is almost advice that I would give my younger self, like when I was in that situation is mm-hmm. like, you are worth so much more than like what you're settling for right now. And I know it's kind of hard to realize that because like we said, you're very much so blinded by love or whatever it is, whatever love is in that situation. But just think about your future. You know, like if you aren't going to end this relationship now, when is it going to end? When is, if you think you can change him, honey, I don't think you are. And I think that's something that really hit home for me is I thought that I could change him for some reason, but you're so much better off by yourself and like, just know your worth. Like, are you settling? If there are things that you're like, okay, I'm settling for this, then instantly no, like it's not worth it. You're worth so much more. I don't know. That's, I don't necessarily know if that's advice, but I would just say maybe think internally a little bit more and try to not be blinded by love as much. And just think about your worth. Like, are, am I settling? Do I sometimes picture myself with someone else? Like I caught myself at the time literally picturing someone else and being like, I know there's somebody else out there who would be better for me. So why am I still with this person? I don't know, but realize your worth. Yeah, I love that. You are worth so much more. And I think we've all been in in situations where later we recognize that we settled not for, not like settling for someone who is not like, as smart or as wealthy or as educated, but settling for someone who doesn't treat us the way we deserve. And I think that's the biggest thing to think about when it comes to settling. So 
Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who listened. Uh, again, if you have a friend who you think would benefit from hearing this episode, please send it their way. Uh, don't forget to give a five-star rating and review and follow seeing other people on Instagram for more. We'll see you next time. Mads, I'm obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!